You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Yeah, and today we have a special guest with us. Um, we're going to talk about planting seeds. Planting seeds. We have the founder um, of Seeds Family Worship, Jason Hauser, with us today. And we're so excited to have him here. Welcome, Jason. It's so good to be here with you guys, Renee, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so, you're so positive and energetic. Okay, so here's, here's the reason we decided to do this. All of our kids, we want our kids to be healthy and well-rounded. All of all of us want, to, want that. Yep. And we really drill down on academics and talents like sports and arts and social engagement. But a lot of parents, I think, feel inadequate in the spiritual arena. Yeah, or like, maybe they forget about it altogether. Yeah. It's just not front and center all the time. Or maybe they're new Christians and they feel inadequate to lead their children to maturity because they're just a little bit ahead of them. Right. In terms of spiritual maturity. So we're just pondering, you know, how do you help your child understand the big story of the Bible? Where do we start? What does this look like every day? Yeah, it's a big, it's a big story. It can feel daunting, (laughs) especially if you didn't have that modeled for you. So, well, today's guest, Jason, has not only experienced doing this with his own family, but he also (laughs) helps other families all across the U.S. engage their kids in God's big story. Yes, I was so thrilled to meet Jason this fall uh, at a conference, discipleship.org. He's a songwriter, a worship leader, the founder of Seeds Family Worship, and he leads their creative team in writing and recording word for word scripture worship songs. I love that. Yeah. I want just straight scripture mm-hmm. when I'm talking about helping my kids. I love that. So his ministry has created 10 themed albums and four worship DVDs to help families. He and his wife, Heidi, have been married for 25 years. Is that right? 25 years? That's right. Well, actually, 26. We have a little. And actually, we've done we've done 18 albums now. So oh, 18 like, albums? Getting up to date. Obviously, some of our information out there, you know, it's amazing how we've been doing this. This whole ministry began almost 20 years ago. And you have so. three children, and which kind of coincides with the age of your children. You've got yeah. two boys and a girl, Ben, Brandon, and Abby. And what are their ages? Ben is 22, Brandon's 20, and he's engaged to be married. He's, as I say, he's got the love goggles on. (laughs) He's engaged. And and yeah, and and the young woman he's engaged to just loves the Lord. She's awesome. We're excited for her to be a part of our family. And and then our youngest is a senior this year, Abby. She's 17. Great. Right. Yeah. So you're kind of right there where we are. And then your kids out into the world. And I also want to mention before we start, you co-wrote a parenting book called Dedicated, Training Children to Trust and Follow Jesus with Bobby and Chad Harrington, which is like you used to call Bobby one of your spiritual fathers. Yeah, so Bobby Harrington is he's the pastor of the church called Harpeth Christian Church that Seeds Family Worship came from. And we were doing a vacation Bible school and the ministry just came out of church, but Bobby was just a big part of our lives. And he really discipled me and taught me how to teach these things to my kids. Both of his kids, his son and daughter are both followers of Jesus. And he was somebody that modeled that example for me. And I was out leading worship and and teaching these scripture songs. And then I began teaching families. And so I went to Bobby and said, Hey, can we take these principles 
that I really learned from you and your wife, Cindy, and that we modeled and, and put them in a book so that I can share them as part of the siege ministry. And so then he involved his son, Chad. And I, and I joke, uh, Renee, you'll appreciate this because Bobby has his doctorate in theology and his son just got his master's in theology. And so I'm like, okay, you have a doctorate, a master's, then you have a guy that writes songs to the Bible. So it has a really, you know, that. it's, okay. it's very well rounded, you know, but I feel like, yeah, my, my part is, you know, I, I brought in the, I'm the creative, I'm the crazy, you know, these intellectual men and, uh, but just ha- there are three perspectives. I think that's what also makes the book interesting because you have a son talking about struggles growing up in a Christian home and, and even him, him struggling with his faith and how he and his dad navigated that. And then you have me with my kids at the time, our kids were younger. So we were just in the middle of the things we're going to be talking about today, about how do we just have what I call a spiritual family time at times centered around God. And, and so we were in the middle of that and, and really you're, you're always figuring it out. And so I definitely want to encourage everyone that's listening as we're kind of launching into this topic it's just all about taking that next step of faith to say there's there's nothing more important for us as parents than to help our kids have a relationship with Jesus. And actually the most powerful voice in our kids' lives <clears throat> and it are their parents, right? And we don't always feel that way. Certain days we feel like, are they getting anything I'm saying? <laughs> That's reality. We like to keep it real at Seeds Family Worship. Right? Yeah, say it some, days, some days we're like, what in the world is going on? But but they really are getting it. And when we just take that next step of faith, whatever that looks like, um, just to help our kids, you know, have an understanding of God and creating space for them to ask questions, then we can help them move forward in, in really having their own relationship with the Lord. And that that's, that's the great goal. So have you always done that from the time your firstborn was born? No, I, we, you know, we didn't, my wife and I, well, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So like you'd mentioned kind of in our introduction, like uh, having didn't really know how to how to do that. And so we really learned from our church community. And like I mentioned from Bobby, but we um, <clears throat> when our kids were really in the elementary age, you know, I, I started to begin to understand the need of of having, you know, a, a family time centered around God. And so we we got just a simple devotion book and we started going through it with our kids and we'd sit on the, the floor in their room with the boys and our little girl was just kind of running around and that's fine. And I was trying to talk to the boys and it was so frustrating, right? Because They're not listening. <laughs> yeah. They're boys two and a half years apart. So they'd be wrestling and they're not listening and they're, and I'm getting upset. I become mad dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is now I'm, now I'm setting a bad example. Not only, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was really difficult, but I understood how important it was, you know, to say, okay, we need to do something and I'm going to figure this thing out. And <clears throat> I am entrepreneurial and tenacious. So when I have resistance, I just keep going, you know, and God gave me the courage to say, okay, we're going to do this again next week. And for us, our family times, we just try to have once a week, a few months into it, we were in a situation with my middle son, Brandon, and, and it was just kind of a discipleship discipline moment. And I was just like, Hey son, you need to correct this. You need to do this. And he's like, well, yeah, daddy. He goes, that's when we were talking, you know, the other night from the Bible and you were saying that I remember, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't do that. So he connected that moment to something I taught them from the Bible. And I'm like, I can't, okay. I was mind blown. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I started seeing some fruit from that. Yeah. And then, and, and it also, uh, the thing I'll, I'll encourage too 
is, and I can give you a little more structure of kind of how we do our thing, and it changes over the years. But if you'll set a foundation, if you have younger children, like elementary age, you know, even before that, if you start having a time when you sit down as a family, as they get older, you've already laid that pathway for them. And so it makes it so much easier in the teen years that they they just kind of go, you know, we do this lame family thing, but we've always done it. And, you know, but I mean, it's just kind of part of your, it becomes part of your family culture, right? And so they don't push as hard against it. If, if you try to start when your kids are teenagers, it can be done, but you're going to have to have a little bit more tenacity as a parent to say, hey, because just like with an organization, you're changing the culture, right? And so, or like with the church, it's like, okay, we're going to kind of become something different than we've been. And so it's going to take a while to lay that that groundwork. But either way, my my biggest encouragement is as you're doing that, that you're praying because we have God's power on our side and we tap into that power. You're saying, Lord, help me to do this. God wants us to pass our faith on to our kids. God is for us in doing that. It's important to God. So then we just enlist the power of the Holy Spirit and we say, God, please help me do this. Please help me grow in patience. Please help me to love my family well. Please help me to take the step of faith then you will you will see God will give you the strength and the ability and, and bring other people alongside of you to, to do that. So, okay, you've taken them to church, they go to the youth group, they go to Sunday school, they go to on retreats and uh, youth group events and things like that. Isn't that enough? Do we have to do a family devotional too? <laughs> that is such a great question. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> well, I, w- I will say this. I think it's so great for, for the parent that's doing all of those things, we it is part of our job to put our kids in the places where they can encounter God for themselves. And so, yes, it's great to take your kids to youth group. Yes, it's so important for your kids to be in church community. Like, I would say those are wins. And so if you're doing that, I'm so encouraging you to keep doing that. Okay. However, the, the I, I mentioned earlier, but the most important voice, the most powerful voice in our kids' lives is actually our voice. And, and for us to say that to them. And one, one of the simple things I tell parents to do is just share with your children why you follow Jesus. Share your testimony. Because, I mean, it, it's amazing. It, you'd be amazed if you start asking people if they've shared their testimony with their kids, how many parents will say no. You know, do your kids know about your faith story? Do your kids? And, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. There's some things they don't want to share, but there's an age appropriate time. But for you, to share that. Like, this is why I follow Jesus. This is what God has done in my life, you know? And so, yeah, to, but to be intentional and there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible, it's Deuteronomy six and, and it's called the Shema and it's Jewish families would, would memorize it, but it was just part of passing your faith down to your, your kids. And it's really a great template. I always mention this scripture. It's a, it's in the old Testament. So, um, Many people are like, you know, focus on the New Testament, which is which is uh, the teachings of Jesus. It's great. But this is such a, a template for all families today. And it's so powerful today. But the scripture says, it says, hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And I, I take that scripture to say, we say in our household, there's only one God that we establish that. And then it says to the parents or to the leaders of the home, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. So you all recorded that song and it's so beautiful. It's worth playing that portion that you've just talked to us about and are going to explain. So let's just pause for a second and let's play it and then we'll jump back into the conversation. 
just love that version. So good. So walk us through this. What does each part mean to you and your family? So the first begins like we need to have that relationship with Jesus. And then, so once you, you're walking with the Lord, you have that relationship. And then it says, okay, now this is how you pass it on. These commandments that I give you today shall be upon your heart. So that's you. Then you shall teach them diligently. And so that word diligently means just having a plan that like, this is you, this isn't the church. And the church can be a part of those things, but you shall teach them diligently. You shall, you shall talk of them when you sit at your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. And, and I, I love this, and Brene and I have discussed this, but you know how that model is, it's as you go. It's not so much of like, hey, we're going to have these church services at home that we have to plan and do our, our worship set and our have our sermon ready. And, uh, 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 you know, it's really <laughs> the Bible saying, Hey, you know, as you go through life, when you sit at your house, but there are times like plan a time to sit and have a meal together and talk about God. It's not just, hey, we're going to watch a family movie together. Those are great relational things. But it's like, no, we're going to have time centered around God. When you sit at your house, when you walk by the way, we're driving, right? And one of the things like with, with our ministry, Seeds Family Worship, with our scripture music, so many families just listen to Seeds in the car. And I get testimony after testimony, like, hey, whenever we're driving the car, we just have, bag- and some cars still have, believe it or not, there's many vans that there are still with six CD players in them. <laughs> and they have all Seeds family worship in their CD players. And that's all they listen to. And they said, our kids have listened to Seeds, and but they know God's word just because as they went to soccer practice, you know, music lesson school, they just were listening to God's word. And then I've had incredible testimonies of kids. Uh, a father called me, he led his son to, the Lord driving in the car, his son was asking questions and he said, and his son wanted to follow Jesus. But the conversation was started from a scripture from the song, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just going just as you go. And then when you lie down, when your kids are young and at any time in life, but especially young to sit down on the edge of their bed, to say it, to read a Bible story, to say a good night prayer. It doesn't have to be every night, but it's good a few nights a week. And it's a great family rhythm. It can be an that can be an every night thing easy because it's just good for the kids to have a settled down time. Mm-hmm. Those of you with young kids, I know you're saying, amen. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of, there's a little transition. We can kind of help this, this little plain land, you know what I mean? And like having a quiet time and then having a prayer, then just having a, a nighttime routine. And then, and then when you rise, you know, as our kids got older, we would say a prayer, we call it the launch prayer, but we'd pray as we go out the door and it's like 30 seconds, a minute. But imagine 
the tone that it sets yeah. for, for us as followers that, exactly. hey, as our kids leave, they're left. We pray a blessing over our kids. And again, we didn't do it every day. We're we're crazy, messed up family. We we like to keep it real, like I said earlier. And like we say, you know, every family is messed up in its own special way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but but we do have these things that we that we're saying, yeah, we're gonna go for this. We're gonna just we're gonna part of our family culture is like we're gonna say a short prayer as as our kids launch for the day. We're gonna just have these these things and they become less of like overly structured activities, but they become a culture. This is who we are, you know? And then that becomes long-term for parents who our kids are. So you were a somewhat new Christian. You said you came to Christ when you were older. Yes. You know, I've talked to my dad about this. He was a new Christian when he was raising us. And he said, you know, there were feelings of inadequacy that like, yes. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. What encouragement would you give, you know, young moms and dads who are feeling that way? I think there's a lot of us out there who were feeling that way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would say almost everybody feels that way, mm. right? I mean, everybody that I've talked to, so just know you're not alone in that. And really you can learn alongside your kids. That's one of the great things is like, well, I don't know this, but you're getting into God's word. And, and there's so many incredible resources out there now, especially like in the video generation, videos and, and media can be a, a good or a bad thing, right? But when we tap into the good side of media, like right now, media, many churches, I'm sure many of you listening here, like have a subscription that the church pays for that you can use for free. But there's great, like eight to 10 minute videos, you know, and age appropriate, actually Seeds Family Worship is also on there. There's a whole kids channel. And, and so you can watch those videos. You know, our kids were really uh, into sports growing up. And so like Tim Tebow had Sprite and Media videos. So I remember we watched some of those because they were connecting with him and seeing him play football and then kind of him sharing about his walk with the Lord. And, and that was meaningful to our boys, you know? And so you can find something that that's appropriate for your family, but you don't have to be able to, like I say, teach a sermon or even understand everything that, that the Bible is teaching, or you can be wrestling with some things, even with your kids, you know, that you can, as they get to be teenagers and you can say, Hey, we're going to go talk to our pastor or, you know, we all need people mentoring us that are further along. Like this podcast is, is about that, you know, is, is you're getting to a point where you're struggling. You're in a bigger community, a small group, your church that you can say, Hey, we're struggling with this passage as a family. What does this mean? Right. But so I just encourage you just to jump in. That's what I always say is like, whatever your next step is. And so for us, it's just having a, a Sunday night is our family time and we just share a meal together. And then oftentimes now as the kids have been older, you know, we just talk and we pray for each other. And again, not, not to over spiritualize because our dog's going crazy when the kids were all boys were home. <laughs> And, you know, one time we're having a, at one of these times and, and our dog comes in and just barfs right in the middle of it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm like, well, I think there's a proverb that relates to this, you know, the fool to his body, so the dog returns her their vomit as our dog's <laughs> eating her vomit. So that's how spiritual we are, you guys. <laughs> that's super encouraging. Oh, yeah. But, 
But we just like that was pretty much like, well, it's a wrap for tonight. It's Let's a wrap. Go. We're done here. We're, We're done. done here. Yes. I, I just want to yeah. say, like, having been a homeschool mom, there's no possible way I could have learned anything ahead of my children. We learned everything together. Amen. Yeah. Everything together. And we we'd open up the book and we'd start reading aloud together for whether it was for English or for math or for Bible. We were doing yeah. it together. And that's so beautiful. Yeah. It's it's actually. I and mean, we're afraid of it. I think we feel inadequate, but it's actually a gift. Yeah. I think yeah, they're not looking for you to give them a lecture anyway. No, they don't no. want a big sermon anyway. <clears throat> no, especially, especially they're the younger generation. They, they really want to be able to ask questions. Yeah. You know, they, they want to, and, and I think that makes parents uncomfortable, right? Because well, they're going to ask me a question. I don't know the answer to, and it's, I'm going to give everybody just the greatest answer to when they ask a question that you don't know, just say, I don't know. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's great. But you know, let's find out together. Like yeah. you're saying, you're both saying, it's like, let's discover that together, you know, and, and not to be afraid, but just, yeah, to take that next step and to, and to learn beside them. Yeah. So how did you engage your kids are pretty close in age together. How did you engage them? Or how did you make them be a part? I know they're asking you questions. You're probably asking them questions. Mm-hmm. Are you, um, you ever say, hey, tonight you do it, you lead it, or you start the prayer? Um, yeah, well, we definitely, <clears throat> like when we do our prayer time, that we, we would just pray for each other. We would definitely do that. I, I think it's great to have them lead. We never really did that, but we would like decide what we would do together, right. you know, because it's always just getting buy-in, right? Hey, you guys, we're going to, <laughs> we're going to read, we've read a few books over the years. I'm laughing because one of the books by when, as the kids were like older teens about to, you know, graduate our son said, well, we'd like to read mere Christianity together. And I'm like, well, that's going to be hard. I said that. I don't know. And I was just like, I don't know about that. You know? <laughs> and, and so he really wanted to do it. And they kind of had it in school. Our kids go to Christian school exposure to the book. And so we didn't get all the way through it. We got through like seven chapters listening to an audio book, but we listened to audio book. We all had our books. And it was hard. We didn't do it very well, to be honest with you. But, but you know, Jason, like anything worth doing is worth worth doing badly. That's yeah. the part that I keep coming back to again and again. <laughs> totally. Anything worth doing is worth doing badly, at least at first. You did seven chapters of mere Christianity. Are, are you kidding me? That's better than me. <laughs> no, yeah. And it but it sparked some the because the bigger story, right, is it sparked some good conversations, even though you would if you can listen to that audiobook and not zone out, I mean, you're way ahead of me because my ADD can't handle it. You know? <laughs> but, and it's a, it's a great book, by the way, it's amazing. But I'm just saying, but it, it sparked conversations on, I mean, some a marriage is a chapter and he, he said some very profound things and the kids ask questions. And so, so yeah, I think having them, Bonnie, participate, you know, and they definitely can lead it if you have a, a devotional book or read, we definitely try to engage that again, it's, I think together is a great word that's coming to the surface, you know, that it's like, there's a, like, Hey, we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And that even if you create that environment, and I think the, the kids love that we have a blog um, on our seeds family worship written by my nephew, Matthew Hauser, but he talks about, it's something to the effect of what teenagers wish their parents knew, you know, about teaching them about the Bible or uh, leading them to God, you know? You need to have and, him. Yeah. What does he say? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you should have him. 
But one thing, and he and this is his phrasing, not mine, okay? But he said, you know, it's just teenagers do not like being Bible thumped by their parents. Mm. <laughs> and but he he said, he said, but what really what we want is for you to create spaces for us, create spaces for us to ask questions, create spaces for us to work through things and figure this thing out for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. And him and his dad, who's my brother, they had such a great father-son relationship where it was very safe. And so that's what I would say is create a safe place for your kids, especially now there's so much in culture coming at kids, even at a very young age. You say, well, my, my third grader's not dealing with this. Oh, yes, they are. Unfortunately, <laughs> your third grader, I teach elementary age kids every Sunday and stuff that our kids are dealing with in elementary school, just don't be naive. Blows you know, your mind. Yep. Yeah. And so, and so we, um, so just when you create those spaces, like it's safe, you're not going to get in trouble, even as a teenager, right? You don't want to get in trouble, but like, uh, that, that you can create a space to go, it's okay to ask hard questions. It's okay to share if you've messed up yeah. or done something. Our goal is not to punish you. We don't use the word in our family, like um, punishing. We use the word discipline just because, and, and they're, they're very similar. It's, it's important to show discipline, you know, but it's, it's not punitive. Like we have a goal in mind. The goal, the goal of discipline is discipleship, train a child in the way he should go. And in the end, he will not depart from it. And so we're going, Hey, we want to lead you. We want to teach you like you're off the road, right? You're off the, I'm a hiker. So I have a lot of mountain metaphors, but you're off the trail, right? So I'm going to help you get back onto the trail. I'm going to, I'm going to train you. It's for your good, even though Hebrews 12 says, you know, discipline is painful at the time. It doesn't feel so good. (laughs) Which is, and it's supposed to be right. But in the end, the result is a, is a harvest of righteousness and peace. So, and even as parents, when we do the hard times of discipline and training, when we do this is like, oh, this is uncomfortable for me. I'm tired. But then what happens in your home, and this is the beautiful thing, and, and I believe you guys can attest to this, with, is when you seek to have a godly home, when you have God's peace in your home, there's nothing better. And when you're sitting around the table and at Thanksgiving, and, and especially if you grew up in a household that had a lot of tension, you know, like I did, when you sit around the table and there's peace and laughter and joy and card games, and it's the spirit of Jesus, it's honestly one of the greatest things in life, right? Yeah, and it's not it's not because of us, but we have been intentional. It's because what God has done, but we've been intentional to try to create this environment and this household, and and so you get the fruit of of righteousness and peace in your home. It's so awesome, beautiful. Yep. That, I mean, everybody wants that. Yeah, everybody wants that. It's such a beautiful gift, and it's actually very um, evangelistic when people see your family. And the harmony that's there and how you enjoy one another or appreciate one another. They're like, Hmm, I want what you have. Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. An entry point to the gospel um, yeah. for people. Yeah. So it's just, it's beautiful. So from so many directions. So, okay. I want to go back to seeds, family worship and kind of how that all started. All the young moms, I didn't tell them I was interviewing you this morning. They might've been like lined up outside the door. Like they all love it. <laughs> they all love it. And they're like, you know, when we need a reset on the mood in our home, 
Steve's family worship, Spotify, like, family worship, you know, or in the car, like, whoa, I'm like losing my mind here. Steve's family worship. <laughs> Yay. So they love it. They love it. It's such a beautiful ministry. You said, you know, it started out of a, out of Harpeth Christian church in Franklin. Tell me how that all yes. came about. You know, I was just serving at my church. I mean, it's just, it's cool how the Lord can move you into different directions and, and do unexpected things. But I had just gone through a season, really a difficult season in marriage and family and just a broken place where music was an idol in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was in the music industry and I was having quote unquote success in my career, but it, my home life was a wreck. And so finally things, when things came to a head, I finally just surrendered everything to the Lord and said, Lord, I don't care if I do music anymore. I just want to follow you. I want you to save my marriage and our family, which is our two boys at the time. And God answered my prayer. And so I'm just serving at my church. I was starting to work with this college kid, um, a really talented college kid named Matthew West. Yeah, I heard of him. And and so we were just getting started. And so I was writing songs with him and produced his first couple of albums. And then at my church, the children's uh, minister asked me to write some songs because she knew I was a songwriter to some scriptures for our kids. And so we had our vacation Bible school in a barn. I taught these songs. There's a hundred kids and teachers just singing and they knew all these songs word for word. And God just, you know, excuse the pun, planted that seed in my heart. of <laughs> like, okay, this is something. And then the Lord began to open doors. And, and once, of course, I had surrendered my music and everything to the Lord, God showed me, it's like, I have something very specific for you. And so that's when we began creating our albums 20 years ago, but the ministry is 18 years old. As I mentioned before, like we're working on our, our 18th project right now and have 17 that are out. And it's amazing to see it's been multiple generations now. So you said a lot of young moms, cause I've seen a whole new generation and now these young families and, and now for the seats, albums we're creating them actually with our kids like my oldest son's producing the music with me writing the music with me my two oldest are talented musicians and so we've gone out and led worship we did a sing god's word tour this summer and we went into churches and so i'm getting to lead worship with my kids i mean how cool is that yeah you know? and and they're they're better musicians than i am so they're just making me look good up there you know musically they're just like so good so so that's fun you know and but to, but to get to um to, to get to do that, but the, the heart of seeds is in our mission is we want to get God's word into as many hearts and homes as possible. But it's amazing. Like we memorize music. We've been wired for music, right? And so we can typically, they say by the time a, a child graduates from, you know, high school, they know two to 3000 lyrics just by heart, right? Mm -hmm. It just happens. And we don't think, okay, I'm going to memorize. Ooh, I like this song. I'm going to memorize it. You know, and, and of course we can sing songs from our especially from growing up, right? For me, it was the 80s. All the know. 80s songs, like, like right now, Jack and Diane is going through my head. I'm like, get it out, get it out. That's not good. It's my mom nice. told me not to listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny though? That all that music is so popular now, like the, in pop music and our kids, they all of the 80s. And I'm like, yeah, that's, it's cool. So it's fun for me because now we're, we're making seed songs that sound like 80s songs. And I'm like, oh. well, I'm just loving this. Oh, you that's know? awesome. That's fun. That's fun. And so, yeah, but but to to have those song lyrics are God's word. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and seeds, when we talk about seeds, family worship, it's the seed is the word of God, like planting the good seed in the soil. And so we want the seeds of God's word to go into these kids' hearts and impact them. And so that's what 
um, we get to be a part of is, is kids knowing God's word and they get excited, you know, that they'll, a child will be in church or Sunday school and they're saying, Oh, I know this, this is in the Bible. Or I know this song, they're reading their Bible. So the verses come up, but it, it does also create an affection in the kids' hearts that they connect with the word. And so, so yeah, it's been amazing to get to be a part of seeds and people can go to seedsfamilyworship.com and we have all of our music, our videos for church, for children's worship at church. You can use it at home. You can see us on social media, how families, you'll see a lot of videos posted of kids doing worship. A lot of homeschool parents use it as their uh, morning, like Bible time or integrate worship into their Bible time. And then we have, have a lot of other really good resources talking about having a family time that from other ministries, my brother does all the marketing and kind of all the business side and the, our bookstore, like they just find these amazing resources, books to read with your kids, age appropriate. So from the youngest the oldest in, in Bibles and just different things. So you can go to Seeds Family Worship and find resources to go, okay, I'm in, I want to do this. And so they can go to Seeds and find some things that, that are really going to just help meet their them where they are as a family. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we when I um, was looking you up online, because we were going to present together at this conference, I yep. you have a subscription box, which is also a really beautiful thing. It's in, like for me as a grandmother, I didn't know if our listeners knew I have a granddaughter, Dottie Lou. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, I'm even at six months old. I said, you know what? I'm going to send this to my daughter and son-in-law. And because there's things in there, they can already be using the music. They can already play. Yes. For her at this young age. And she already has preferences for particular worship songs. Like, that, you know, like this is a go-to <laughs> playlist that is like a good calming playlist or that she loves to just play to and kick her legs and whatnot. But that's also a great resource for a gift idea is these subscription mm-hmm. boxes. Excellent, excellent stuff in those. They just come like once a quarter. Mm-hmm. So it's, we used to do them once a month. That was too much. But to have a box show up quarterly and like when our new albums come out and our videos, they'll be in there to listen to. And then we did a Christmas themed something. So it's like, OK, now we can really center on Jesus for Christmas and then summer, some summer games and road trip music. And, you know, so, yeah, we try to it's kind of seasonal, but it's nice because it keeps it in front of you in the the right amount of time that you're just like, oh, this is a new season. So we're going to have some tools to yeah. to disciple. Love that. I love that. I love that you mentioned you said the word affection. Mm-hmm. And that really struck me that um, music and things that you hear in your childhood, you know, when you grow up in the 80s and that was like your teenagers or whatever, then that's going to take you right back to that. And yeah, um, even lullabies and things that I sang to my children, I hear them today and, you know, right back to when they're yes. rocked in the nursery. And I think that's that's a key, I think, to what kids are hearing that they do develop. It does touch their hearts in this way. And when they hear the scripture, like you say, oh, they get excited about it. And yeah, I heard that when I was little and it just creates this um, extra level of, um, I don't know, enjoyment or um, I don't know what the word. Well, you're reminding me. It's like we were, we were just talking about food. We're making a food podcast and we're, when you're introducing foods to your children, you want to awaken their taste buds. Like you want, you want them to love what's Mm -hmm. beautiful about food when, and you're awakening like that spiritually you're awakening their consciousness, their soul to this beauty of God's yeah. word. And it's this primal thing because it's when they're young and they're so plastic. Right. Yeah. And, and it's just it's pl- implanted in there. Right. And they're just kind of when you hear it again or when you taste that food again, it's like a memory. Yeah. Thing and it takes you right back to the 
a great time of life or so I love that. I love that it's um scripture that's doing that too. Straight up scripture. Versus, no fluff. Yeah. No fluff. No fluff. <laughs> oh, I love that because it's wow, it's so powerful. And and um I just I like to look up like the science behind yeah. stuff. And I was looking up like the science of how we learn and how we remember in terms of adding music. So like people suggest studying, some people learn better with music playing in the background, Mm -hmm. but in terms of what you're doing with seeds and what we're trying to accomplish with our children and Mm -hmm. like getting God's word into our minds and our hearts, there's a process called chunking where music, we can take individual pieces of information and chunk them together with a Mm -hmm. particular melody. And so you can learn more things instead of just like laying out a list of seven things to memorize. Well, you can, you can maybe chunk those seven things into like the bridge of the song. And then you've also got like verse one and verse two, and it just, it just exponentially improves how much you can memorize when you add it to music. And then there's all these different areas of the brain that light up with music Mm -hmm. when you're playing music. And it helps us pay attention, make predictions, update events in our memory when we're listening to music. Just incredible how God has made that such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. for us and what our brains can absorb and what we and can hold. absorb yeah keep in there for future well, reference and, <laughs> yeah and there there are some just to add to that because that's so it's incredible like the learning modes one of the cool things when we like with our worship videos and we when I do lead worship with kids we'd have hand motions and so there's also there's the kinesthetic learning so right the moving so you're moving your body like a that worship girl who does the hand motions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my niece. Right. And so, yeah, so we have worship girl that, that teaches the hand motions and then she leads worship in all these different environments and homes and churches. But anyway, but you, you're moving your body, you're hearing the music, right. And then you're singing it. And so you're having these different learning modes. So yeah, the, the, the probability, like as you're talking about the science behind it, it gets exponentially greater with each one of the learning modes. And then when you watch the videos, that was the other piece. So you're watching, you're seeing the colors, you're doing the motions, you're hearing it, and then you're saying it, you're seeing it. And so, yeah, so it's definitely, we feel like that's, it's getting deep into the soil. And, and it's fun for me because I've been doing this long enough. Now I am meeting these adults. I know so many scriptures from when I was a kid, they come up and thank me for the scriptures that they know, you know, and they're 20 somethings and it's fun. And I'm like, that's so cool. They're like, oh, oh I, I can say that is. I know the scripture because of you. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's just like, they say, I still remember all these melodies. And when I'm reading my Bible, I hear your song as I'm reading this. And it's like, wow, that's, just, that's, it's so cool. But it, like you're saying, there is a science behind this, right? There's this, these things that happen that really make it easy because kind of going back to what we talked about the being like wow this seems hard and I'm not equipped and it's like my friend will just say you know we just have seeds playing in our house we don't there's it's not rocket science behind what we do we just I just know they're getting God's word and it's just getting in them and so but he's intentional just to turn it on that's pretty easy right but then God's word is flowing through and it's just kind of getting in into like we talked about the kids are sponges right they're plastic they're moldable and so it's just coming in, whatever's around. And of course, it can be good or bad. You know, if we're, if we're careless with the things we let into our homes, then those things can also be impacting. So it's like, wow, we're, we're going to be intentional, not just with seeds, but I just want to say like worship music. I, if, you're, if your home environment has tension and some things in it, you know, with kids, like put some worship music on just with your 
if you have a little Alexa or whatever your thing is, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, but just put a little music and, and we do that often in our home and it just, it creates a God centered environment. It can help with, when it gets a little, a little crazy. I call it crazy town. When we get a little, we take a trip to crazy town, somebody's crying and there's drama. We just like, Hey, we're going to calm it down, have a little separation playtime and put some worship music on. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It's yeah. really a thing. I mean, we've, we've um, interviewed moms who like, will stop and pray, you know, like right yes. in, just stop and pray. Yes. You, like, you have authority over your home. You, you, do that, turn the music on, do a reset, get it back. Hard reset. Yep. Well, I think, you know, teachers just look around. Teachers have known all this stuff for a long time. Remember in the eighties, since we were talking about schoolhouse rock, right? Oh yeah. I did not know. I cannot say the preamble to the constitution, but I can sing you the preamble to the constitution <laughs> for schoolhouse rock. So it's the same. I'm like, conjunction, junction. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might not be able to recite Ephesians, but my kid can sing Same. Ephesians yes. the whole way through. Right. Yes. Not to mention the science that's proven that music reduces anxiety, lowers blood pressure, can like mm-hmm. mediate pain. Yeah. Improve your sleep, your mood, your mental alertness. There's so many beautiful things with music. And so we need to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, as you said, choose the better things to let yeah. into our home. What's best here? Garbage in, garbage out. That's what I always say. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But when you put the healthy things in, you know, when we see, you also see the the fruit, you know, that we reap what we sow. But when you're sowing that, the good seed, the good, the good fruits, the, the right attitudes, you know, Mm -hmm. the right environment that Mm -hmm. it also impacts, you know, I I do love looking at things at the pot on the positive side, because there's so many good things and it's like, we're, we're habitual creatures. Right. And so, but good habits stay with us. Yes. Right. If you kind of have that good habit, it's hard to, if you're used to, it's your exercise, your time with the Lord, you know, if you're kind of in a flow, it's, it's hard to break out of it once you're, it's set in, whether it's a good or a bad thing. So, so let's help our kids develop these good habits, these good practices, these good environments so that they know, you know, how to form that for themselves ultimately. Right. Awesome. Oh, so you're such an encouragement. I love your energy. <laughs> I love hanging out with you, talking to you. And I oh. love the ministry. It's blessing so many people. What a legacy. You. And you'll get to Thank meet them all so in the new heaven, new earth. You'll get to meet them all. You, you will know on this side of heaven. Everyone <laughs> that you will one day. Well, that that is that that's a great that that's a great dream. I love it. Well, hey, I love what you guys are doing. I, I wanted to mention this. You know, I was in my Bible study. I mentioned we were getting ready for this podcast. I was reading Titus two this morning, and it says I'm going to use a different word from what the Bible uses, but chronologically superior. You know, <laughs> those are, those that are chronologically superior. But it says you know older women and older men, and we're none of us are old, but we're older than I think many listeners here. But the Bible does tell us to listen to those, to take counsel for those that have been ahead of us. And so I just want to encourage all of you that are listening. It's so good that you're here kind of getting this wisdom because those that have gone before can help you. There are certain things that we've made. We've all made mistakes, but we, we've we learned from them. We can pass this wisdom down to you. And so Renee and Bonnie, I want to encourage you guys because what you're doing is encouraging you know, the next generation with this podcast. And so 
I love what you're doing. I heard you and you guys are not afraid. I was looking at your different topics. And you talked about sex and different things. And I mean, you're not <laughs> we afraid. Went there. We went but, there. <laughs> but you're you're talking about the topics that people need to hear, right? And that we need help with. And I I know I remember every season of parenting very well. Just how God wired me. I'm a songwriter, so I feel things deeply, and I'm like, whoa, it's overwhelming, you know. But when you have those that have gone before us and you guys are just sharing your wisdom. So I love, love, love what you're doing. So I encourage you and thanks so much for letting me be a part of this and just keep on going. And and to all the the moms and and some dads that may be listening and parents, grandparents, um, the most important thing we can do is help our kids have a relationship with Jesus. And at the end of the day, and I'll just finish with, with this thought is one of the biggest lessons God taught me in my life is. There's a lot of people that could write songs and there's a lot of people that could do our jobs. There's a lot of people that could do the quote unquote work that we do, but there's only one person that could be the mom or the dad to our children. And there are times when I uh, just sacrifice some things with my family to, to pursue my career. And, and God just really showed me, you know, a moment when my son needed me and I was finally able to be there for him. It's like, you know, my priorities were wrong. And so you're never going to regret passing on something lesser to teach your kids and help them in their relationship with the Lord and to be, it's hard to be a parent, but it's so worth it. And to be the best mom and the best dad that you can be and to honor God with that uh, and to pray and to trust God to help you because he will, you won't regret it. Can you guys say amen to that? Amen. That's a good oh, word. Yeah. That's a beautiful it's just word a short to leave on. It really it, is a short it time. Does, yeah. On this side of it, it feels like, whoo, where'd yeah. that go? Where did that go? Yeah. 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 Well, thank you again for being with thank us. Thank you so much for being with us, Jason. We'll have the resources that we talked about um, on our website, justaskyourmom.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom or on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. We would love for you to rate and leave a review if you're listening and better yet subscribe so you can get each new Monday episode. If you have any questions or topics, suggestions, you can always send those to just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you you next time on just ask your mom.